Welcome to the Make More, Keep More show, an irreverent but never irrelevant show dedicated to all things money. Hosted by Ron Carruthers and Dominic Cummins, two guys with 50 years of combined experience in sales and finance and a lifetime of talking nonsense. This is welcome everyone to the Make More, Keep More show, the show that is about all things money. And um, I am Ron Carruthers. We've got our co-host here, Dominic Cummins of Real Biz Advisors. Um, I'm Ron Carruthers of Carruthers Tax and Financial Solutions. And we were supposed to have Howard Berg. Have you ever met Howard before? I haven't. You've actually talked about Howard for darn near as long as I've known you, I feel like. But uh, I've never met him. Yeah, no, Howard's Howard's the real deal. So just so you guys know, we'll get him on next week. We'll get it all figured out. And uh, Howard is legit the world's fastest reader. Guinness Book of World's Records. Dude blows through Harry Potter books in five minutes. He can read. I don't know how many of them there are, but he can read the entire series in, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm. And what's crazy is it's not just the speed reading, right? Because, like, I could just flip the pages and be like, yep, got it. He'll be like, well, on page 47, it did this, and the plot line here was so... Howard gets, anytime there's a new bill, somebody, CNN or Fox or somebody will call him out, you know, to read 1500 pages live on TV. But the great part is he remembers all of it. So he'll be, yeah, page 467. There's some stuff in there. I don't think the American people are going to like. So anyway, you guys are going to have to wait. You guys are going to have to wait for next week for Howard. Howard's the man. You'll love him. We just got to work out the technical difficulties. And Howard is uh, technically... On this thing, it was just all new for him. Somebody else had set up his Instagram account, so we didn't have access to it. We tried to create a new one. It was a mess. So in lieu of that, Dominic, we will chat about other things. And then I will reach out to Howard. You know, he's a big-time star. I'm probably going to have to send him a couple bottles of Dom Perignon. And I I don't know, man. Uh, A dozen roses. So so, so he'll show up next week. That's awesome. When he was on the commercial with Peyton Manning, so Howard's, so I'll tell you guys real quickly about Howard so you can be ready for next week. But Howard is um, from New York, the Bronx. And basically his story is, you know, he stayed in the library the whole time. And so he wouldn't get beat up. And he taught himself how to speed read. And then he took like, um, whoever the other speed reading course was, Evelyn Woods. I used to have a speed reading course on like the 40s and 50s and 60s. Howard took it, made it way better. And what's really good is not just his speed reading stuff, but it's his memory stuff that he teaches you how to remember what you're reading better. And it is a skill that is applicable in any area of your life. So his stuff's great. Um, But Howard's, you know, just a normal, quiet guy. So we would ask him, like, when he was on the commercials with Justin Timberlake and Peyton Manning, we're like, so, like, Howard, you hit up some clubs with Justin after the commercials? He's like, no, I didn't. We're like, we're joking, Howard. We know you didn't. <laughs> anyway, exactly. so we'll get Howard on next week. And uh, anyway, we'll get we'll get our technology figured out between now and then. And uh, that's it. So we've had lots going on. We've missed a couple weeks. Dominic, you were dealing with some stuff. I was dealing with some stuff. I still haven't um, figured out, heightened down my stand here. And um, so what are we chatting about today, Dominic? Uh, speed reading, actually. No, I'm kidding. 
Uh, let's see. I've got I've got some interesting stuff. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately today. I don't know if anybody here is uh, ever in the search for a job, but uh, since we since we're looking for a topic to talk about, I can chat a little bit about uh, some observations from doing reading like I don't know, probably six seven hundred resumes in the last two weeks uh, for oh, one of my clients. Why? Yeah, I know, right? But um, and just you know, maybe helping some people out if they're interested on on what they should be doing differently uh, than they are doing on these things. It's pretty amazing what the garbage that you see, or or not so much the garbage as much as how do you stand out from the crowd with your resumes. Um, we could definitely talk about that. Let's see, let's what else could we talk about? I mean, you know me, let's I always talk it. about sales no, and leadership. No, that's actually a great topic because. Um, the economy seven kinds of screwed up right now. Disney's laying off, Meta's laying off. Uh, you know, we're in a couple of rounds of layoffs here. So it's it's a little bit ugly out there. And that's really more your area of expertise than mine. So talk to me. What 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 should people be doing if they're looking for another job or lost their job? Well, I by think, the way, and I'm gonna yeah. give you guys some advice on if you lost your job, what to do with your 401k. Because mm. there are some some mad chess moves that you can make that are really good. Yeah, I'm so, currently maxing out my contributions to all the different 401ks, right? That's what you usually teach. Isn't that, isn't that how Dominic, that? I'm going to delete you off this. I'm in kind of a good mood. I'm almost caught up at work, which is this time of year, you know, not not really common here so yeah we'll chat about that towards the end but talk to me tell me what you're seeing out there in the marketplace so look here's here's what i look at there's two sides to this one is an employer we won't get deep into that but as an employer when you're posting a job if you're if you're looking to hire people because right now you know you hear over and over i'm sure you're hearing it too is oh, I have these open jobs and nobody's applying or i can't find good people or whatever because there are a lot of people i mean when you see you know a Panda Express offering $18 an hour or whatever to hire people. Obviously, there's something a little off with the with the job market at the moment. And a lot of people decided to take some government cheese and hang out doing that and, and just aren't looking for jobs. And there's a variety of things going on right there. And, and you got your quiet quitters and all that stuff going on. So a lot of companies are looking for people. One thing I'm noticing on the company side, but this also applies to the employee, the, the applicant side is companies forget that that job posting is basically like marketing copy like you are trying to sell something through that you when you put up a job posting you are trying to sell that job to people you're trying to make people uh interested in your job versus others and here's why you should care about that because people who are really good candidates have options a lot of options right they can get other jobs and so if yours doesn't stick out to them they're probably not going to apply to yours and you're going to get all the people who are just a professional applicants <laughs> all the time, right? That are always looking for a new job. So that's one thing. Just make sure you're you're selling your job. And if, if anybody's interested, I can get into some of that, some of the how do you do that. But what I'm seeing on the what I'm seeing on the employee side, the applicant side, is you know, most of these systems like ZipRecruiter and Indeed and I, there's just a variety of these that are out there where most people are applying for jobs, even even LinkedIn, for heaven's sakes, uh, applying through there. A lot of them have this ability for you to just sort of enter in your profile and then it'll send it out to a lot of jobs, postings that it thinks of, that fit like a, uh, Indeed and ZipRecruiters, you know, obviously talks about this a lot. They have an AI driven um hiring process. And so it's essentially just looking to try to pair people up digitally 
And so it allows you to fill these profiles out. And what's really interesting is, is how bad those look when they come to us as the employer, right? So mm. by the time we see your application, such as it was, it's not formatted correctly. It looks weird. And it tends to just then also look like every other application that's coming through. And again, like think about it like sales or marketing copy. I mean, how much do people pay at the Super Bowl to to look different than their competitors? Like how much does Coke or Pepsi pay and how much work do they put into it to make sure that they their commercial stands out or Doritos or where, whoever, all these the great advertisers, the beer companies stand out from the others. It's really no different when you're trying to apply for a job. The other thing I'm noticing, too, is that people do not read these job postings at all. Like none. Like, so <clears throat> I have a they need Howard, right? They need to learn how to do it. So here's here's something that I'm noticing, too. Like, so what I do is as an employee, when I'm working, doing this for clients, like I actually do hiring and recruiting stuff for clients. Not I'm not a recruiter. I don't like that You'll side of business. You train their salespeople and yeah, like I train guy. I train their leaders on how to do hi proper hiring, like how to have an actual hiring process. So, so I one of the things that I'll do is I'll put a paragraph in there that says, "Look, do you want to stay?" Literally says, "Do you want to stand out from the other candidates? Make sure to send me a cover letter." Maybe nobody two people, nobody sends a cover letter. And now you might think like, well, why would I send a cover letter? Well, because it's probably the only thing that actually is going to make me read and learn a little bit about you. Think about how your resume looks like. I mean, not that you have one, Ron, but I don't but, even have one. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't know the last time. I think I've had to do one not that many years ago because something for like an RFP or something, they required a resume for each of the owners or something. It was kind of a weird deal. But like, yeah, I haven't had one updated for a year. But think about the last time you did have one. The format probably hasn't changed, right? Your name's centered at the top with your address. Maybe you get fancy and do three columns. And then you have like this skills bucket, you know, some sort of like skills thing across the top or, or maybe a little introduction about yourself, which is usually like, I'm highly motivated and want to further my career. Okay, great. That nobody pays yeah. any attention to. And then it, the block that, that me, that I'm looking at is the actual job listing. Like what, where, from when to when, what job did you hold and what companies did you work at? And so it's basically like you have no standout aspects of that. If your resume looks like that, I mean, it's fine. It can format as nicely. And, and that's the other thing. A lot of times these things don't even cut you. Like you spend all this time formatting your resume. By the time it gets to me, it looks like, you know, uh, what's it? Not HTML, but what, a, you know, text file. Like it just is plain, right? There's, it takes all right. that formatting out of it. All that got swept out. But the, cover letters get sent as is because they're an attachment so now i get to see your fancy stuff that you did now i can see how you wrote i can see actually get a sense of whether or not you can write properly and that's really important in today's world because everything's remote you're working through teams you're working through zoom you're working through you know messenger you're all, all these digital aspects so writing proficiency becomes much more of a, of a hot topic now than than it was maybe in the past. And so your ability to send me a cover letter and talk about why you think you would be interested in this position, why you're a fit for it, is the first time I actually get to hear your voice other than a form resume, which I'm banging through as fast as I possibly can, right? I mean, I take, on average, I probably take, oh, I don't know, five seconds to, to eight seconds to read a resume. Like I'm, because at least the first brush, right? I'm going to go look at it real quick, scan through, 
if I don't understand it, it looks terrible. I don't have any clue what these, and I'll get to that in a minute. I don't have, have no clue what you're doing. I'm, I'm dismissing it. Now, if something on there catches my eye, like for instance, I interviewed a guy the other day and uh, this is for a luxury brand. And so he had worked for Omega watches. Well, that caught my eye, right? So Hold then, I, yeah, there you go. Right there, baby. Nice. Right there. So, um, so that caught my eye. And then I went back in that first three to maybe three to five seconds, to be honest with you, I go back and then I go and go, oh, let me take a look at this guy's resume and read a little bit further. Cause that's the interesting, you know, something interesting about it. Right. But here's another, so, so send a cover letter. It really doesn't take that long of time and don't cut and paste the dang cover letter. I mean, you can have parts of it that are fine cut and paste, but I can always tell that. I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you real quickly, Dominic, with something because I'm not used to not talking for this long, but, um, fair. It, what's really interesting is we we're right now, you know, one of the businesses that you're helping us with is the college college business, getting in, getting money for college. Mm -hmm. And right now we're getting students that are getting waitlisted that want to get in. And of course, human nature being what it is, we've got all these students, six schools want them, but the seventh school put them on a wait list. And they didn't care before, but now they got to go to the seventh school. Of course. So Dominic, what do we tell them? They're like, well, I want to get this out of the way. Let's send them an email. And we're like, no, you mail them yeah. a letter to the dean of admissions, put it in a FedEx envelope so it gets walked back to his or her desk. And with three very specific reasons of why you want to go to that school and three things that they didn't, you weren't able to put on your college application about why they should pick you. And like, boom. They may or may not ever go to that that list, but they went. That kid will be at the top of the list if they do go to the wait list. Right. So, and it, it look, it's that extra time. This this is applicable. We've talked about this in sales. We've talked about this in in your business. The the stuff that you're willing to put the little extra time into are usually the things that make a difference. And, and maybe it doesn't work. Like you said, maybe it doesn't work, but maybe it does. So what wasn't that worth it? And here's, here's so, so here's the interesting thing. So Yvonne and I were yesterday, we were at a, at a store and we're talking to a lady who was helping us. We were, we were uh Crate and Barrel. If anybody lives here locally, Crate and Barrel has an outlet store. It's a pop-up outlet store. And so it's uh the super great discounts on good furniture. Right. So we were there buying some stuff and, and, um, chatting with one of the ladies and so she i forget what how it came up but then she was like oh my daughter works in the admissions office for i won't mention which college but i'm a big fan let's put it that way of that college um and uh if you see any of my decor in the background you might actually figure that out but <laughs> yeah fight on uh, anyway, her daughter works in the admissions office and she said she's told her mom specifically sometimes the yeses or nos are based on just how she's feeling that day. Yeah. And that, you know, that's in, and, and she was like, I tell her that's so mean. You can't do that. And I was like, look, I had same thing for me. Look at through resumes. It's how I feel. There's days where I'm like, ah, this is trash and throw it away. Whereas another day I might've looked at it or it goes the opposite way too. Sometimes where I'm like, in a really good mood and I passed through some resumes and then I'm like, why did I invite this person for an interview? I mean, like what was wrong with me? And so, you know, it's human nature. And so the, the aspect of being able to write a little cover letter on there is something big. The other thing is, is, and, and kind of related to that. And then I want to talk one more aspect after this, but one important thing too, is send a thank you email at least for crying out loud. It really is yeah. interesting to me. Um, the candidates that sent here, here's the funny thing is, is nine times out of 10, it's the, it's the bad 
uh, bad candidates who send thank you emails. It's really weird. Like some of the really good ones, I think just because they're assu- they assume they're really good, send the stinking don't send say thank you emails. And you'd say like, well, the good candidates don't need. Yeah, no, they need to because in a good job, like the one that I'm interviewing for right now is actually a pretty attractive job. It's pretty cool. So it's and pays good and and all this stuff. And so it's I'm going to have 15 people who are viable candidates for this role. But if you are the one who sent me a thank you letter, it's going to probably make a make a difference. Right. So send those thank you letters. The last thing I'll say on this topic and then we can move on to something else unless somebody has any questions about this or whatever. I think I had a couple questions, but we'll, we'll get to those in a minute. Sweet. I'm going to make an espresso while you do this. Oh, fantastic. So there's one um, one other thing that I'll say is that what the t- typical format for people to put on their resume is to have the company name on there. Like so, you know, uh, well, my company's right mind. I'll just use that example. Right mind, uh, director of sales, you know, March 2019 to, to, to current or whatever. The problem is if as a person who's trying to read through hundreds of resumes at a time, typically, I have no idea who right mind is. I mean, bear with the example. Obviously, I know what it is. It's my company, but I don't know who that is. So when you work for, you know, uh, Bobby's, you know, tech or something. I have no idea what that means. Now there are exceptions. Like I mentioned that guy earlier who worked for Omega. Yeah, I knew that, but I'm a watch guy. So I'm not entirely sure everybody would have known that one, uh, that reference. Uh, so putting on there something, some brief thing like software company, uh, you know, uh, whatever, just something to, to, uh, something to separate out that what it is specifically, because again, I will tell you, I think most leaders will will vouch for this as well. We spend, if you're getting a couple hundred resumes, there's no way I can spend three or four minutes reading it. I just don't have the time. So I'm going to spend anywhere from three to five seconds to glance through it and then dismiss it. If I go through it and I have no idea what all these companies are, I'm probably not going to invest the time to go in there and go read what they are or try to look it up. And then sometimes what will happen, it's even worse if somebody puts on their right mind, uh, grew sales by such and such, did such and such. Well, okay, that's nice, but I still don't know what you sold. I have no idea what it was, what it, if it's related to what I do, uh, no, no specific idea. So I would suggest putting like some sort of industry information on that. Now, Gilt, you asked a question earlier about do master's degree carry the same industry weight that they used to? It still depends on the industry, I would say. Um, in most cases, I'm not going to find somebody for, for a sales role to be, to be frank, that's going to have a master's degree. Um, and the ones that I have found that have a master's degree or, you know, from like, you know, Bob's college and it was sort of a mail-in thing. And and I may not weigh that a whole lot, uh, on that position. If you're in finance, uh, master's degree can still be a deal, uh, at times, I've uh, seen that be be a place like, you know, if you're if you're going to work for, you know, Morgan's well, is Morgan Stanley even the thing anymore? Uh, <laughs> you know who I mean? Like, anymore. yeah, who's who's still around? Uh, if you want to work for Lehman Brothers, uh, no, just kidding. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I mean, when I got my licenses, I was clearing through Dean Witter. That's how long ago I was got my licenses. Right, Ron? But um, but yeah, for real, that's a long time ago. Uh, but the um, So, so it just depends on the industry guild. I I would say it's not, it's not universal that the master's degree makes a difference. It also does make a difference on where you got your master's degree. I will say that 
Um, I'm not going to punk any of the online universities, but some of them, their programs just aren't, you know, you, you get, you, there was a period of time where some of those online programs were just churning out people with master's degrees. And oh, it's sure. a lot of the, a lot of the authors have it. Um, a lot of like, um, if any of you guys read men are from Mars, women are from Venus or whatever it is. I mean, him and his wife who wrote making love laugh. They were married. I don't know if you know this, John Gray. And I think it was Barbara DeAngelis were married mm -hmm. to each other. They wrote books about relationships. They got divorced and hate each other's gods. And they both write books about how to make their marriages last, but have sold millions of copies. Yeah. But they both got their degrees, I think, from like some pretty famous degree mill up in uh, Stockton. So yeah. yeah, they had a doctorate, but it was, you know, not really a real doctorate. And, um, and I'll say like, too, when you put on your resume... And we'll get back to that. I have some thoughts on that too. This is actually, this is actually both of our worlds asking about the certificate. Cause I'm curious what you think on that legit. question in a second, but yeah, legit. but here's what I'll, I'll say is I, I would be cautious on your resume of, I know you're proud of your master's degree, but the comma, you know, ma, you know, put your, putting your master's thing on the end of your name. Yeah, most leaders I know think that's semi douchey. I, it's it's a unless it's really legit. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, there are very legit master's degree programs where it's a it's a healthy thesis and things you go through to get your master's degree. Just be cautious of what title you put on your name at the top. Um, it's sometimes not read, especially if we scan down and we're like, oh, where'd they get their master's degree? And it's from University of Phoenix. No offense. It might not carry the weight you were hoping for. I'll just I would, say that. So, quick thing, a quick thought on master's degrees and certificates versus the other. What I would say, because we again back to what I was talking about a second ago, we we have a business where we help people get into college. Yeah. It's one of the companies, and get money for it. And we'll do a segment um, sometime soon talking about the landscape, as well as we'll do one on student loans because Joe Biden's student loan thing I think is DOA mm. in the Supreme Court, but. There is something that's out there that most people don't know about, which is income-based repayment, which was voted on by Congress. So we'll do a whole segment on that. But what I always tell my students is, because I get a lot of them that go to college and they've never really held down a job. And now they're like, I don't want to go into the job world. I'm going to go get a master's or I'm going to go get an MBA. And my advice, 100 times out of 100 is don't do that. Yeah go work for a company for a couple of reasons number one is then you can survey the landscape and brit this would be or be written um you can find out from people that have done it so there's certain careers where a master's automatically equals a pay raise like a teaching credential mm -hmm. and you go and get a master's and now you get x amount more as a stipend per month or if you're going to go into the academic world but there's other areas where it really doesn't make that big of a difference, particularly like in Dominic's world where they're dealing with sales and it's much more performance-based. My son, Brennan, who didn't show up today, I'm going to have to yell at him because normally he at least pokes his head in, the four years that he took off between undergraduate and law school were great for him. He got real-world experience. He got an idea of what type of law he wants to do, all that sort of stuff. So I would say to both Kilt and Brett is really like it's industry specific. So find out from the people that are at the top of your field that you're in 
you know, offer to take them out to lunch, pay for the lunch, sit down and get some advice from them, and they can give you guidance on whether this is really necessary or not. By the way, before we jump back in, we got to get good about our station breaks, Dominic. Yep. We've been slacking on that. We so have. This is, in fact, the Make More, Keep More show. We talk about all things related to making money, keeping it, paying the least amount on taxes, growing sales, hiring salespeople, firing salespeople, starting your business. <laughs> Terminating your business, getting divorced, getting married, having kids, bigamy, you name it, we've got it. <laughs> we haven't done a topic on bigamy just yet, but I guess we could get there. Um, I would say that, and, and hold on, yeah, this is right. Experience and yep. impact can carry equal, if not more weight. So again, let me, let me go back to my students. I'm like, you need to be interning the entire time you're in college, not your senior year, because you will have experience and the degree you'll know people in the industry and you won't be struggling to find a job when you get out and you won't be doing the proverbial down at starbucks with your degree while you wait to get your job which you know one of my kids is going through a little bit right now even though she has a really good work experience she did work all through school she's living in santa cruz so it's pretty remote out there so there's not tons of industry there and 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 to echo what you said there too, what Guild saying is is spot on. And I think if if I, again I have conservatively interviewed five six thousand people, it might be more than that. I have read tens of thousands of resumes over the years. I literally teach courses. I'm twitching. I'm twitching stuff. I know. I, for for some odd reason, I actually enjoy this stuff. Um, give me a tax return. Give me some tax. I know, right? Give me some finances to to do. Oh, don't give me that. So, um, I will tell you this: that like I, so I personally don't have a college degree. I think I've talked about that on this class. I didn't. There's reasons for that. It is what it is. Um, my dad died. I mean, that you know, stuff stuff gets in, life happens, right? But here, here's I'm I have. Sorry, this show is only for the college educated Dominic. Oh yes, sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. Right now. So <laughs> we're um. So you know, at some point, I mean, I kept going, thinking of going back. I've talked to Ron a few times about like, hey, what? How do I convert these credits into this and go back and go get my degree? But then you know, you have children and it's all this stuff. At some point, now I have twenty five more or more than that. Now, actually, I don't even know pushing 30 years of experience. I've managed teams all over the world. At some point, it doesn't matter. But what I will tell you did is I spent a lot of time getting certifications. I did have my brokerage licenses for a period of time. There are certain elements that where I start to look at somebody like that. Um, so maybe I'm biased because I don't have a college degree. And so I'm not going to automatically eliminate people. But when I do see that they've made some efforts for some certifications or they've taken some courses and there's some legit ones. I mean, you can take a Harvard you know, business class that's a six week course. You can, and a lot of colleges offer those. Um, if I've seen somebody do that, I, I will weigh that in for sure. Uh, the experience, the work experience means a lot. You know, it's, it's, uh, you've seen the, the smoke, you've, you've been in the fire, like you understand this stuff. I, I then I, I'm going to weigh that in a lot. So I think I'm not saying kids shouldn't go to college. I do think that there's, there's definitely an important aspect of that. You know, and I work with Ron in a business about getting kids into college. So obviously I'm a fan of that, but I will say, yes, the experience and the, the, the effort that I, you can tell from somebody who's put in some effort versus somebody who was just like, yeah, I didn't, I washed out. I barely passed high school and I went into, you know, and then I went into the work world that reads different on a resume. And it, it's usually because they lack other certifications or other courses they tried to take. 
Um, and, and people are pretty clear about that. And, 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 and if you see, and the other big thing is not just experience, not just doing the job, but progression in that experience. Did you get promoted? Did you, you know, were you at the same job for four years, but held four different positions there? I mean, that to me is, that's pretty meaningful. That tells me a lot that that company invested in you, wanted you to keep moving up. Uh, and do some other things versus somebody who's like, oh, I just stayed in the same exact position for four years. I kind of wonder what happened usually when that happens. I'm like, well, why, why didn't you promote? Now it might be a small company. It might, you know, might not have had those opportunities. I get that. But like, I am going to wonder why it was there. So address it when you get to the interview, when you come to talk to me, say something about it. Like, Hey, I was at that company for four years. Here's why I ultimately left is because there was no room for advancement. I couldn't become a manager. There was, or it was a real small company. I wasn't the owner's son. Right. I reported directly to the CEO. Right. Yeah. So, Oh, okay, great. They mean, it's helpful. So that experience certifications, if you're not going to have the degree or you're not going to go for your advanced degree, uh, it can work out just fine, but show effort. Yeah, and it just like I said, it, it's it also there's an industry specificity yes, to it. For sure, my doctor, I want him or her. Well, to her now, I want to know that she actually went to med school. Well, yeah, and, right. you know, and it wasn't a mail-in degree. <laughs> no, dude, I went down to. We had a kid once was going to go to Czech Republic, a med school in Czech Republic. She's like, oh, I'm going to save all this money, and she had an internship at the time down at Scripps, which. If you guys aren't from San Diego, Scripps is legit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our West, you know, kind of San Diego, Johns Hopkins kind of level, Cedar Sinai, you know, level of thing. We're like, great. Why don't you ask the doctors that you're interning with right now how Scripps would view them if they had gotten their medical degree from Czech Republic? <laughs> and the, she came back like two weeks later and like, how'd that go? She's like, they just laughed. And I'm like, yeah, so, you know, like you have to keep in mind that, you know, maybe it's a perfectly fine school. I have no idea. I've never been to the Czech Republic. I just have friends from there. But, but the point is, yeah, that was the point. Yeah. Um, dude, I got some kind of exciting news, uh, kind of funny, kind of exciting news. You guys may not know this. If any of you guys are from California, we have a disaster declaration going on right now. Um, that's not the exciting part. The exciting part is, just so you know, if you're from California, unless you're in one of three counties, um, everybody's tax payments, like quarterly if you own a business, don't use this as an excuse to get in trouble, but your quarterlies aren't due, your taxes aren't due, there's no penalties being accept- being assessed until October so and by the way i knew they were extending the tax deadline for corporate filings personal filings everything to october what i didn't know i got to give a shout out to marcy sands my agent marcy on the instagrams um that she was the one who pointed out to me that quarterlies were also being suspended too interesting so just something to keep in mind don't get in trouble by the way don't i will tell you this because this is funny what do you think the three counties that did not get included in this disaster declaration all have in common. All right, so basically the entire state is underwater. <laughs> I mean, our freeways have been collapsing, the roads are all torn up. I mean, the snowpack is two and a half times what it normally is. So the whole place is a mess, right? 
is California actually it's kind of a mess before that? And this might have actually cleaned it up a little bit. But what do you think the one thing that the three counties had in common? Because they all were hit just as bad as everywhere mm. else. You want to try this one? Maybe political leaning? 100%. If <laughs> we couldn't figure it out, like Shasta County, like they got screwed. Yep. And, and the two other counties, we were like, no, that isn't what's going on here. And it's like, oh, they were all diehard, recall Gavin Newsom and diehard Trump. And so, because the declaration was originally federal and then it went to the state level. And so it was, yeah, forget those Trump guys. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's my funny. theory, at least. Hey, yeah, I wouldn't. Anyway. I wouldn't be overly surprised about it, but yeah, that's, politics uh, is a dirty, dirty business, y'all. It is. Anyway, that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> we will punish our political enemies. All right, man. Uh, so wrapping up, kind of the if you lost your job sort of deal. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep having to adjust my thing. I gotta tighten my little stand down here. Um. So send a cover letter. Yep. That's huge because it gets sent as is, write a thank you note, show up early. Um, and really that's will absolutely make you stand out. And guys, just think about that from a recruiter standpoint. And the one if last thing you may not have heard, which is just just may make sure that because ninety percent of the time I have no idea what that company you work for does unless you work that's for if you one. if you work for Apple, okay, I got it. But then even then, Wait, I don't know what you yeah. did at Apple, right? right. So put something, it's, it could be two words, you know, like, you know, Apple in-store tech support, that's four words, but you know what I mean? Like something or three words, I guess, but anyway, it's something in there just to explain it. Well, and that's a totally different position than if you were an engineer working on right. the latest iPad yep. versus if you were so yeah help us out here because i can't i'm, I'm gonna again i can't emphasize this enough and i don't know if there's somebody on here who who does a lot of hiring and recruiting and says this is not how they handle it i'd love to hear how you do it but like i'm spending five seconds reading that resume the first time through i do go back and read every detail of it later if i it's interesting it, but in that if, it passes, the first if it passes the first pass and most of them don't and so you got to figure i'm i'm probably i don't think i'm I, I mean, I know I teach this stuff. I, I'm not alone in this one. In fact, I teach people to do this. So it's just go through it. If you want to stand out, have something grab my attention in that first five seconds and some, writing something dumb at the top of the thing, which most of them are, is not how you're catching my attention. I skip right through that. Most of us don't read that little opening blurb where you're going to talk about how great you are. And, and then using phrases like I'm looking for a, to, to go to a company where I can grow my skills. Oh, cool. So you're, you're coming here to get better for you, but not help us. That's, that's great. Like that's a, that's an immediate elimination so, for me. So, okay. So what's a good, what's a good answer there? I, I, again, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Send my, send a cover letter. Just tell me, uh, I mean, what you're thinking, but I, I think I, you do want to make it about, you want to make it about what you can bring to the table. Again, this is a marketing tool. So if, if I'm marketing my products and I'm saying to you essentially like, hey, Ron, you should buy my thing because if you do, it's going to make me really wealthy. 
You're, you're not buying that thing. If I say to you, Ron, you should buy this thing because it's fixing this problem for you and solving it for you, you're going to buy it. And then you're going to know it's probably going to make me wealthy, but you're not going to care because it solved your problem. Is a subtle difference, right? So when you're saying to your resume, I want to join into a, I want to find a job where I can grow my skills and, and, you know, grow in the future and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's nice. But how are you going to help me? I want to come into a company to bring my skill set to the play, play because I'm an expert communicator and every company I've gone to, I've increased sales. Okay, cool. I mean, I don't believe I you, don't be, but at I least. Don't want to be, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, I want to be rewarded for that. Yes. You know, yeah. monetarily. Yeah. Oh, that's the other one, though. Be real careful about the phrase like I'm money driven. I, I don't I mean, yeah. if if the company reacts to that one. Such a cliche. It is. If if a company likes that, I'm um, I'm gonna go with you're probably gonna hate working there, but that's just me. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I'll give you guys this is something, Dominic, you talk a lot about sales, right? Mm -hmm. And hiring salespeople. And that's great. And I know occasionally some of you guys tune that out, right? Because you're like, I'm not in sales, I'm not a salesperson. But at the end of the day, what we just discussed were basic sales principles. Yep. Right. Because basic sales principles, salesmanship 101 is persuasion. And what are you attempting to do, which is persuade them to pick you and kind of screw everybody else <laughs> and pay you what you're worth, which is persuasion. So understand no matter what your business is, no matter what your job is, no matter what you do in your day to day, whatever you do. It will not kill you to read a good sales book or two no. and to understand at least, and I would even go so far as to say a copywriting book because copywriting, particularly an older one from the masters, you know, like a cables book, tested advertising methods or the Robert call your letter or any of those where, or even the first hundred millions. Oh, you know what? I gave her the wrong shout out. I gave my agent Marcy um, as the shout out, but I think that's her Gmail. So it's Marcy Sands Sells. You're going to have to count up the S's there. I think it's one S and then two S's in the middle. And Sands Sells. She's the one who pointed out to me the quarterly tax stuff for you Californians, unless you're in the, the Trump loving counties, in which case, screw you. You got to pay your taxes right now. <laughs> By the way, what you guys don't see is my wife making faces at me off camera, like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, please, woman. <laughs> but anyway, um, where were we? Oh, back to salesmanship 101. Yep. So, Marcy, thank you so much for that tip. I'm waving at you right now. And um, y'all should go follow Marcy Sands Sells, one S, then two S's, then an S on the end. But anyway, um, back to this, really learning the basics because learning how to format an actually effective cover letter, just having a couple of those principles in mind, especially not even if you're an engineer or a dental tech or whatever, especially if you're an engineer or a dental yes. tech. Because then you turn around and that now you've got an absolute leg up over the super, you know, boring other engineer resumes that have come through. And that's the whole thing, right? Particularly, you know, if you're an engineer in tech or a meta guy who got or gal who got laid off or something like that, and you're you're in a pool of seven or eight thousand other people that are all competing for the, the same available jobs. 
this will really help you. So absolutely, uh, and it a will. Sales book, a copywriting book, something along those lines. Dominic, what do you love as a top, as a sales book? Say your thought, and then give us a good sales book that you love. Yeah, the answer to that is I I'm still in the search. Don't love any of them. Um, I mean, you can learn some stuff from. I, I, some, some of them, most of them, I suppose you can learn something from them, but, um, I'm not a huge fan of most of them, to be honest, but, but I will say like what, one of the, good. and that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, skip it and read the copywriting books because those copywriting books are great. Yes. The, and because that's talking more about how to act, those are really sales books as much as anything else. And they're the better sales books because now you're talking about how to, to, to motivate action or how to create action in a human being, which is what you really want to do in sales and, and doing it through wor written word. There's a lot more around that has allowed that, that has been written around, like, how do you, how do you structure that in such a in such a great way and there are like the ada format and all these different type of copywriting tools that you can actually just apply to your sales scripting and so that i'd actually rather read copywriting books and and do that but um but yeah the point you were making like i haven't just hired salespeople; i've hired a lot of operational people too and you're right the more that the technical the job becomes more specific it comes on a technical side of it is that that then the more you do match the other people and i have taken two resumes where one looks a little bit stronger and the one looks like kind of borderline but the borderline run wrote me a copyright or copy or the uh, copy wrote there we go <laughs> somebody wrote me a cover letter which is what i was actually trying to say wrote me a cover letter and then explained themselves and and made me hear their voice and there was something about it i was like oh, i like this guy and i'll bring him in and so it does make a huge difference. And that's that extra few minutes. But then if you're going to just do a cop cut and paste copy letter where it's like, dear hiring manager, I'm so excited to work at your company. It's really thrilling to be able to bring my things to it. I'm like, all right, so you could literally, if I can look at it and say like, you could cut and paste any company in there and it would fit, then, then so be it. But if you write like, Hey, Dominic, I saw your, because you can usually find the hiring manager name, but if you can't, okay, dear hiring manager, I saw your article and I really like what RightMind did. Here is a, one of the videos I saw, or here's one thing. And that, oh, that's another point too. Do some dang research, people. Like come onto the, 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 the uh, uh, interview prepared. Like do something about the, know something about the company. Go watch oh a couple of YouTube videos. Go, don't just take what you saw on the about us page of the website and then try to think, I mean, cause you know, some of us haven't updated our about us page. I'm not even sure I have one to be honest with you, but I mean, I don't remember last time I got updated, but you know, somebody the other day came in and decent candidate, but you know what they got moved forward for was because they were like, Hey, and I sound this about the owner and I sound this about the founder. And I really appreciate it. I saw this old video from such and such. And I was like, dang, I don't even know where you found that video. But you know what? It impressed me. Prepared. Yes. Showed up to class. Made prepared. a huge difference. We, Dominic, same thing. Back to the students for a moment. Yes. We're like, when you write that letter, there better be three specific things. You know, go to the website, look at what's new. You know, maybe they just had Maya Angelou show up and give a speech there right. or like Layola. They kind of are in USC's shadow a little bit. So they're always bragging about, well, you know, we just had a director get an Academy Award for this that went to our, our school. Um, and we're like, bring that up. Obviously, right. it's important to them. Yep. Hey, you know, like I love a school that produced the talent like whoever it was that won the Academy Award. Like, I want to be associated with that. It shows you're paying attention. Yep. 
Gilt says, when I assess my clients, it's always Yahoo Finance, Crunchbase, and more recently, ChatGPT for research. There you go. Yeah. So, so there's tools out there. There's no excuse for showing up. I'll never forget years ago, we had someone show up um, and the company was called Cash for College. And they're like, so what do you guys do here at cash for college? <laughs> and by the way, it was back in the day, like it, the internet was a new thing, but we actually had a website with, you know, we help families get money for college. Literally they could have plugged that name in and seen, we help families get money for college. And it's like, okay, we're done here. Like, why don't you just turn around and go home? Right. So I will tell you the flip side of that, Dominic. We'll get to what to do, by the way, if you lost your job and some, some 401k ideas yep. and IRA ideas, because there's some stuff out there you guys need to know about. Um, we'll save it for another week. Um, but, and by the way, all this talk about degrees and certificates, Howard's the perfect guy if you're going to be doing this because Howard can show, you know, Howard teaches people how to write their entire college thesis in like a long weekend or even a short one where people spend weeks and weeks and weeks, he goes through and shows them, nope, this is how you do it. This is the way you structure it. I mean, Howard really is the man in a lot of this stuff. He can teach people math. You know, we're obviously not gonna get him to show all of that stuff in a one hour podcast. But if you guys are thinking about going back for certificate or thinking about any sort of advanced training or anything, then um, definitely tune in next week. We should have Howard's tech technological stuff work out Howard's not young and hip. Um, I'm not telling a secret, but um, as an employer, Dominic, what I used to do is tell people, write me a letter and tell me why I should hire you. Yeah. And so I would get job openings. And again, I might get a hundred resumes. I'm a guy. I don't, and I, oh, I don't like reading these, but you know what? I could throw 95 of them away right mm -hmm. away because they didn't do the one thing I asked them to, which is write me a letter. Right. And so, um, so I could go through and then I've ended up hiring more than one person that wrote me a letter that made me laugh. You know, and I would even tell them bonus points if you can make me laugh, you know, but not necessary. And I heard, uh, Jill once years ago, I mean, she was like, I'm the funniest person. Even my mom says so that made me laugh. And it turns out she was great to work with. She had good skills. And um, she moved on for other reasons, but as a as an as an owner, that was a filtering tool for me because if they just sent me their resume, you literally didn't prove to me you can't follow directions or you just didn't want the job bad enough. Doesn't matter to me which one it is; I could care less. You're out. Yep. And so I went through and now only had to review five things and was able to actually pick from that. Now the last time when I hired Stephanie. I had a service and um, one of my wholesalers who hires lots of people, I had them just do the interviews and narrow it down to two people for me. And they did a great job. And Stephanie's awesome. Yes. And I'm going to use them. We're probably needing one more person. So we're probably going to ask them to do the same thing for us again. Here's a really funny one, ironically, like literally just popped in in my email. So I have, I'm, I'm now I'm looking real quick because I want to get this number here. Yeah. I have 396 emails in the last, these are, I have a folder for all the zip recruiter notifications. I have 396 emails in here since March 20th. 
shoot me. Yeah. So <laughs> just to, just to make this point, interestingly enough, none of those people have attached a uh, cover letter, except in my inbox. It somehow did not go to the folder for all the candidates. It went to my inbox, says cover letter from this guy for the applicable thing. Guy. One guy, and it actually attached the cover letter in its entirety to my email. Like it actually put it like I can I can read the cover letter right in the email. Another reason from a technology perspective. Think about that. I have no idea who this guy is. Delivered. Yeah. The way you show up. Dude, that's helpful. I mean, I don't I'm pretty certain I'm going to go the rest of my life without having to actually get a job. Right. (laughs) I feel pretty confident. You are what we like to call in the business unemployable, sir. But. Probably. <laughs> By the way, I was I was traumatized as a young man. My Fortune 500 company that I worked for that I had a I had a job that I loved. Um, I paid good. We got acquired by a Fortune 100 company that absolutely treated us like the ugly stepchildren. Mm. And I was young enough and dumb enough that I at a at a meeting just kind of. You know, I didn't like knock all my stuff off the table, but I told you guys suck. I hate all you guys. And just so you know, 25 years later, we ended up in Portland, Maine, where that company was headquartered. And but because Brennan was going to um, Northeastern. And so somehow on a Thanksgiving weekend, we ended up going up seeing Portland, Maine. It was cool. We went and saw like, um, I think we saw Plymouth Rock in there somewhere. Man, I don't know. It was a long weekend. Anyway. I went and found their headquarters. I'm like, hey, can you just take a picture of me? And I got a picture of me flipping off the company headquarters. That made me very happy. 25, <laughs> 28 years later. It's got sucked, man. I hated those guys. Still hate those guys. But you know what? It was, um, yeah, so corporate life, that kind of political stuff, didn't. I didn't like that. But um, for those of you guys who think you guys have gotten some solid tips here, to show up different, show up prepared, because it is a little bit of a weird shifting economy right now. It is. And um, yeah, little things like else? gaps and resumes don't matter as much anymore. If you have a story, like everybody has a gap in their resume right now. I mean, Dude, I saw the funniest thing. There's this guy. Have you seen the guy on um, this guy was posting on, I don't even know where I saw it. I think I downloaded it, Dominic. I'll send it to you if I can find it. But he was basically talking about how Twitter has no HR department. And he was like, the guys were doing this with Lehman Brothers when they collapsed. If they had this gap in their resume and they were doing it with Circuit City when Circuit City collapsed. And for those of you guys who don't remember Circuit City, Circuit <laughs> City was Best Buy, but in red. It was literally the exact same place. Mm-hmm. And they massively were over leveraged and just absolutely collapsed about collapsed about 2008 and he's like yeah what guys were doing back then was like well we worked for lehman brothers like <laughs> nobody could verify if you worked for lehman brothers or you didn't because everybody had disappeared people were writing down like i worked for circuit city you know for two years i was paid this for five years i was this manager don't do this by the way but i thought it amusing and he's like now you can technically do it with twitter because there is no hr department just talking about people like writing in like am i fired am i not fired do i have a job anyway don't do that yeah <laughs> but it's funny and if i can find the guy i'll put i think it might be pretty r-rated and uh you know my mom might get upset if i post it on instagram but if any of you guys want it i'll, I'll find a place to post it somewhere where my mom won't see it but 
Anyway, D, what else should what else should we throw at these guys for today before we bounce? Next week, Howard Berg will just get his technology worked out. World's fastest reader with a free ton of tips yep. on how to read faster. And again, like this guy is a legend. Um, no, that's exciting. He had an infomercial that did like sixty million dollars back in the day. Like that, when sixty million dollars was actually a lot of money. I mean, I'd be pretty happy with sixty million right hey, now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad about that now. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, D, what else are we going to throw at these guys? Well, any, I, any I'll, I'll words if not. Yeah, I'll part. I'll, the, so. my parting word on this this topic of hiring and recruiting is what I tell employers is read your job posting and see whether you would buy it. Like, if you wrote your job posting, if you wrote marketing like you wrote your job posting, would you buy the product? I will say that to you guys as you're applying for jobs. It is an interesting market right now for for employers. It's definitely so much different than it was before, for, for good and for bad. Uh, so much more different than it was pre-COVID. Um, so if you want to stand out, read your resume, read your think about your approach, and say, "Would I buy me?" Like that. Ask yourself that question because that's what it comes down to. You are trying to sell yourself. I don't know how many resumes you think people get for jobs, but I mean, I'm just telling you since March 20th, I have 400 resumes in my oh inbox my God, twitching. just from one, just from ZipRecruiter. That's not the Indeed. Oh, that's twitching. not everything else, right? Because uh, I use Bamboo for this client, so it's all housed in there. But like, if you think about that, how are you going to stand out about one of 400? And and every one of those people needs a job. That one guy sent a cover letter and it went to my inbox. I, I can't, I would show it to you guys if I could, like, it's crazy. I've never, I didn't even know that happened because nobody in ZipRecruiter sent me a cover letter. This one dude did, guess what he's getting? An interview. Like I, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to get off the phone and schedule an interview with the guy. Like, cause that was meaningful. It got my attention. They literally, I have all of those notifications sent to a separate folder in my inbox because I don't want to read them. That's how bad these things are. So it's, I will go and read those resumes, but like, so they're getting five seconds each whereas this guy you actually read is yeah what would so would you buy what you're selling and if you wouldn't then then especially if you're interviewing for a sales job tells me a lot about your ability to sell if you don't follow up you don't do the little things you don't follow directions yeah you're not my sales candidate that's that's why i was like write me a letter and tell me why i should hire you yep because if you can't follow that simple direction or don't want to you just told me what I needed to know. Exactly. And um, all right. So next week, Howard Berg, world's fastest reader, the world's slowest Instagrammer. Yes. We're going to get him on here. You guys are going to love Howard. Howard is is charming. And Howard's interesting to listen to because he's from the Bronx, but he lived he lives in uh, Florida now. Um, but Howard lived in Texas for like 40 years. So he's got this weird kind of very interesting new york texas accent it's nice. a little bit crazy but um, i'm looking forward to a really good impersonation of him that i'll do for you guys after we have him on the show not while he's there <laughs> but i do an absolutely spot on howard impersonation so we'll do it the following week that's awesome uh, don't tell him all right guys make more keep more show you can find all of the back episodes at makemorekeepmoreshow.com or apple spotify your favorite podcasting and we have dominic to thank for that because he's the one who goes through and splices these out and does it. D, it was good seeing you. I'm going to give you a shout. I got a quick question for you before you go scheduling the interview with this guy. Yep. Everybody else, next week, 8 a.m., going to have to take the following week off, D, because I've got my IFR 
check ride for an instrument rating and the freaking thing starts at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> i think my flight instructor hates me <laughs> um he's like oh wrong be down there zero five zero zero a.m and, and i'm like wait, wait 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 you surely this was a typo right you're welcome girl by the way like surely this was not the right time he's like yep only time i can do it otherwise you'd have to wait till may all right, man. So I'm probably going to fail mainly because I'm just going to cry the whole time because I, I don't even know what happens at five o'clock in the morning. Are there bears on the freeway? <laughs> will I be, will I be molested driving there? Am I going to have deer walking across the five freeway? I don't know. I'm never up that early. That's awesome. Well, I don't, Anyways. I feel bad for your flight instructor being Australian and having a stroke or whatever that accent was supposed to be, but um, hopefully he's in good health. I feel bad for him because I fight with him all the time. <laughs> all right, you guys, have a great week. Make more, keep more show. Be back here at 8 a.m. Pacific next week. Howard Berg, world's fastest reader. D, good seeing you. Give me one second to post this, then I got a quick question. Yep, for sounds you. good. Talk right. to you guys soon. Thank, Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.